Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Black Mirror Cracked, Episode 1, USS Callister. Before we get started, make sure you've watched every episode in Season 4 before you start listening to these podcasts if you want to avoid spoilers. We do talk about other episodes even within a podcast about one particular episode. There are lots of connections and, and things to talk about. So please make sure you are happy to hear some spoilers or at least you've watched all the other episodes. Throughout this season, we have probably... The tones are, and the genres we're doing are much more diverse than we've done before. So, yeah. so you've got Callister, which is a big space romp with yeah. dark undertones, but there's a lot of sort of comedy in it as well. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked, our look at the fourth season of Black Mirror. I'm Sachandrika and this is... I'm Ryan. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about USS Callister, which you might have seen on some of the previews, has a bit of Star Trek theme to it. Mm. So, Ryan, you came into the room oh super excited. Yeah. You've just finished <laughs> watching it. I've literally just finished, finished um, watching it. Do you want to give us a quick synopsis of the episode? What what happens? Um, so, okay, so to sum it up, there is a company called Callister who invented um, a product called the Infinity. I think it's a game, yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's like a MMO, a massive multiplayer online video game mm-hmm. um, that people play. I th- think it's space themed. I can only assume from the ending that everyone else is already in a ship, mm. but they did note that that the main character's version is very much a custom version. Yeah. But anyway, it seems that it's a an online um, space battle game, which right. we have nowadays. And Ryan is a games writer. I am a games writer. Um, and Perfect some, episode for me. Something that Charlie Brooker used to be as well. He used to write mm. about games. So um, it's good to have your insight yes. into this. Yeah, I, I, as I was watching, I was like, oh, perfect episode for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's very Star Trek themed uh, right from the get-go. Um, even the first five minutes or so is shot as if it is a Star Trek episode with you know, like an old camera lens by the looks of it. Yeah. The filter was different. The music when, was very 80s. When I interviewed Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones, they said that they, they used the kind of stock film from, you know, that looked aged. Yeah, and, and even the music thing. was. And it looked, yeah. it, it looked really aged. And do you know what? I thought that's what the whole episode was going to be like. Of as course. I suppose you would. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is just going to be about these characters. But of course, everything goes absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, so it seems that everyone plays as MMO by putting this little disc thing on their head and then actually going into the game itself. I think you have that thing in San Junipero. Yeah, it's very yeah, mm. it is like a and it is it, like a crossover kind of thing. I'm gonna say it now, pops oh. a similar thing pops up in other episodes Whoa! of this season, but Ryan hasn't seen them yet. <laughs> yeah, so. this is the second episode I've watched. We don't re- I don't really know which which uh in which sequence these podcasts are gonna go up, but this is my second one basically. Yeah, and then uh, there's this new girl that joins the company. Um, Lynette, was her name? Yeah, Lynette, Lynette Cole. Lynette. And um, she sees that Robert, who has basically designed 
Infinity single-handedly. So Robert, Robert Daly's kind of the the brains, the, ge- the, the brains. geeky one, and he's got a co-founder who's a bit more of an alpha male. Yeah, and it seems that, as I'm sure Charlie Brooker wanted people to feel, I thought that he was being bullied. I thought that, you know, all, all of the staff in that office seem unfriendly, rude, not very nice to him. Um, to him in particular. To him in particular. They're fine with each, they, each they other. They seem kind of meh anyway, but to him in particular, they seem to think that he's an outsider. They seem to view him as a creep. Yes. Um, obviously, at first, when you're watching that, you're like, oh, he's just an awkward guy and is not fitting in with these people that don't like him. Having said that, a woman warns the new woman about yeah, him. Yeah, well, I was about to say, mm. it's, it's at that point, the new woman warns, warns Lynette. Uh, mm. A woman warns Lynette and says careful of him he's creepy, he's, he's yeah. a creep and so at that yeah. point you realize maybe they dislike him for a reason it's not just mm. that he's being bullied it's that he is a bit creepy with people and just a bit so it becomes slightly more understandable and then even later on when the events of this episode happen you realize just how tiny the things that those people in the office are really doing like it's nothing really it's 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 things that he is blown out of proportion in his mind to be grave offenses mm. that have been put onto him but they're just they're just, you know, a little bit of rudeness. And yeah. people in an office are just being a bit awkward. Yeah. But, you know, whatever that happens. Um, but at first, when you, when I f- uh, started watching it, I thought he was being bullied, you know. Um, this new, uh, this this newbie starts, Lynette, seems to admire his work, admi- completely, like, fangirls. Fangirls over what And she's really program. beautiful. She's and very he's pretty. Not and used he's used to this attention. Yeah. He's, he's um, you know, she comes in and she's admiring all of his, uh, his, Starfleet, space fleet, space fleet. Yeah. That's Star Trek. Yeah, um, all of the space fleet merch in his office. Brand Star Trek <laughs> merch. Yeah, and um, seems to really get on with him. And uh, and then there is someone else in the office that warns her he's a creep. And then she does seem to immediately switch off from him. Uh, there's no point after that where she's super friendly for any fangirly over here anymore. Like, no, be enough I, of a warning. For I her. think um, as a woman, you listen. You listen to that. you listen when someone says, "Be careful." Other. He gets he gets eyesy. He gets you know. he stares at you. So, yeah, so yeah. She walked in and just put the coffee cup down and walked straight back out. Yeah. So she clearly listens to that that advice. Yeah, we. I think we all would. Um, yeah, and then and then we start to see the creepy side of him expressed mm. in his online virtual world. Yeah. Um. The first the first sign where things aren't okay. Because um, at this point, you just think that this is a, a completely virtual world, and all the all, all the cast in this ship are just virtual, like AI, like robots. So you've got the office, and you've got the game. You've got world the game version of where, space where there's the space crew who are mm. representative of actual office members that yep. he's put in there. Yeah, which you later find out is by DNA samples. Yeah, but at this point, early on in the episode, you just think they're AI that look like them, and the second time you see him in that ship. As opposed to the first time where he's being cheered and applauded, yeah. and, oh, Captain, you're so wonderful. Yes. The second time he's mean because he's frustrated and he's bringing out his frustrations. And uh, James, he's threatening to him and he uses him as a footrest. So and... that's the co-founder, the co-founder yes. who's like the alpha male guy. There, who is always treated like dirt. Mm, yeah, he's the actual kind of brains. Yeah, but in this virtual world. Like he clearly has a vendetta mostly against this guy. He does not like this guy, and he lets out his frustrations on this guy. And this guy lets him in this virtual world. And yeah, at that point, you realize, okay, <laughs> something's wrong here because he's acting like a tyrant. He's acting horrible. 
And then I suppose you really start learning what's happening when he takes the DNA sample of Lynette. Mm. Um, and that one's odd because it seems that everyone else did something wrong to him, despite it being as you know unimportant as, as it was. She didn't really do anything, but he was like, okay, get in her DNA. So I don't know if that was just because he thought she was pretty and wanted her to be in the game. Or... I think it's probably that. This is control elements. When we say what people have done wrong, you'll notice very different reasons between the men and the women. All the women who are in the Infinity are, are good looking. They're wearing very brief yeah. outfits, like yeah, really just revealing. Him, basically. Yes, the wait, the uh, not waitress, the receptionist, mm. not smiling enough. Now that is not yeah, that's a real crime. No. Ex- except for a man who wants that woman to smile at him. And then the other girl who's played by Michaela Cole of Chewing Gum, who's brilliant, you didn't see me as a man. You didn't yeah. Yeah, You didn't yeah. return. Not, probably not even advanced, guessing from the, this guy. He's not someone who's making advances of women mm. in the office, but he he feels slighted by not getting any attention. Yeah. But the things that his co-founder obviously trod on him, mm. essentially... It's a very masculine thing, isn't it? Yeah, women won't look at me, and the man is more manly than me. (laughs) Yeah, it's this alpha male, beta male thing. And then the other guys who are in there, one of them forgot to get him coffee. Yeah, it's just it's just nothing. But in those first five minutes, you do. I did feel sorry for him in the first five minutes. You do feel like because you don't know the context. Obviously, you do feel. I felt that that people were unfriendly and I suspected he was going to be bullied. That's blown away very quickly. You realise what's really happening. It's just normal office. I remain feeling sorry for him right to the end, actually. I think he's a sad person. Look at his life. That's that's interesting. I don't. (laughs) His lack of an outside life leads to the ending where he will not be saved, which we will get into. Mm. But That's interesting. You feel sorry for him still. He does not get saved because I got that from Brooker himself. (laughs) He does not get saved. But um, I think... Well, look at what he does. He builds a whole online world... Mm to punish the people he feels haven't given him enough in his life. And his life is all about the office, all about this company he built with someone else. It's incredibly sad. But it's but the way that he ends up treating them is not just uh, a, a lonely man or a sad man. The things he does is sadistic for, for no reason. Transforms some of them into monsters for ludicrous reasons, like literal monsters. Takes away their face during, during one oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he seems, he seems to be able to manipulate them in any way he wants with the step of his fingers. Yeah, well, it, it's his game, I suppose, isn't it? But um, he, well, he's playing with the cookie versions of them. So cookies come up again and again in episodes. Came up in White Christmas mm-hmm. when John Hamm's character like broke the cookie. Um, he was based on Una Chaplin's character. Do you remember she lives in a minimal house? Yeah. Um, so the, these are cookies. These these are kind of another version of the person they're yes. not the real version but what this particular like episode clones. yeah well this this particular episode does it goes into their lives and looks at what is it like to be them so when he's not in the game jim jim daly robert daly mm-hmm. when robert daly is not in the game everything's powered down and they don't go to sleep they just sit there mm-hmm. continuing to be alive but trapped in this spaceship and uh, the best bit is you know early on when when one of the guys starts unbuttoning his trousers and the new girl in is like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he goes, we're all smooth down there, like action man, basically. And they yeah. all are. So he said, we can't even have sex. We can't have any fun. Someone's like, I miss, I miss going to the toilet. Yeah. And they're so bored. I think the boredom is the worst thing. Mm. And they're waiting. Not like suspended animation like you get on Super Mario. That that would that I'd almost get. <laughs> yeah. They have to live that time that passes until he comes back. Yeah. And they're aware of time passing. So there's one point... 
So the new girl Lynette is having none of this. Oh, and yeah, I love straight, that she straight come, away. comes with like, this nope. attitude, having none of it. And um and she pays dearly for that. He 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 tortures her until she submits. Yeah. Really tortures her. It's horrible. So she realizes she has to use the kind of persona he's given her. She's cute, sweet, big eyes. He finds her attractive. Mm-hmm. So playing on that is actually what helps him. But she is determined to get out of there. And um they actually end up getting a message to the outside world they managed to text the real life version yeah. of Lynette which is amazing yeah I didn't think that would happen and it's really after that that things start spiraling mm. and getting worse and um, he he kind of the guy in charge um, blames someone else for it and punishes someone else um, but in terms of what they have to do they have to sit around being bored and wait for him to come back into the game because they don't have anything to do when he's not in the game mm. and he makes them do like reenactments of episodes yeah, of Star sick. Trek they, they have to role play it in this, yeah. in this strange and they and they they note how the buttons don't do anything it's just a set piece yeah and they have to just play along and I suppose because he has complete power over this virtual world they can just make up nonsense that they think would be in the show like oh no there's a fallen shuttle over here captain what should we do and he'll go mm. along with it and invent the pieces for them yeah and they just have to go along with this ludicrous uh like role play or else he'll punish them as he did to lynette but yeah. she's not she doesn't have any of it at any point no she's really brave she never submits to, to the idea of being trapped here. although she does hide behind that persona of i'll be the cute sweet sure girl and i'm listening to you um does does it matter that he's punishing virtual counterparts of his colleagues? Does does it matter? Is this not the safest way for him to get his anger out? Oh, do you know what? It's it's kind of disturbing in that I'm, as is often the case with Black Mirror, this is a topic that, in a scary way, we probably will be having one day in real life. Um, in tech will get to that point where we have to have the discussion of can AI feel and what is the ethics of what you do to AI. I've only just watched um, the film AI because it was on, it was on <laughs> Channel 4 last week. Great movie. And um, what's really interesting about, about this episode and about that film is that AI turns on the creator. Mm. Sorry to spoil AI. For Sorry, anyone. guys. But you know you know that's going to happen in AI. You know, you <laughs> it know, came out like, 20 years ago. <laughs> did it? Probably, yeah. That's no, all. it's got like... No, no, it's quite... It's fairly recent, but anyway, I'm not telling you any more about AI. Obviously, every every show or TV show or film about AI has to be about how it turns on us, or like, what's the point? But um, they turn on him, and they turn on him really well. And they, like Lynette in particular, is so clever. Mm-hmm. They use code, and and we'll get into how they get out of their situation. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't our sympathies lie with the human being? Um, Do yours? No, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Mine, By mine, the end like... of it, I'm just like, what a sick man that is. Because they feel it doesn't matter that, that they haven't got a physical body. My sympathies, my sympathies lie with everyone, mm. but you're you're putting them on the same level as a human being. Say you had this game, so you could set up an infinity game. You're the closest to this. This could be you. <laughs> this you, is you, you video could, game this boy. This is you, Ryan Daly, <laughs> and um, this could be you setting up a video game. Someone asks you to try it out. You get asked to try out video games all the time. Yep. Maybe you set this up, and you would. Oh my goodness. You'd be the tyrant. You'd be the king. You might not choose to be tyrannical. Yeah. But you would be the king. Would they call him an asshole god at some point? <laughs> uh, you would be that. You'd be choose to be less of an asshole at the point. But what would you do? Who would who would, who would would set down what the moral parameters were? It's same with Archangel. Who says how much you should look at that tablet and at what age you should stop looking at the tablet to look into your daughter's life? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, really. I mean... Um... 
because they are literally virtual clones, mm. I'd say that doing that at all it would be wrong and ethical. It doesn't matter what situation you're putting them in. Taking the DNA seems creepy, doesn't yeah. it? And just having real people that are, can think on the same level as us human beings, because they are, they just are without a physical body. Well, that's the AI component. Which yeah, but they are a... real people, they're just without a body. Cause... So that's where technology has gone so far, that it isn't necessarily moral, immoral, the technology itself. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's different because they, I view being a human, bod- being a human for me is nothing to do with your physical body. It's just your consciousness, that's who you are, is is your brain and your personality and everything. So if you put that into a computer, that's a person. In my eyes, it doesn't really matter if there's a physical body or not. So it, just just the act of, of putting them into any in, into a computer to begin with, wrong. And then obviously the following stuff he does is... I, I, I end up with no sympathy for him in the end. So do you think using their DNA at all is already wrong, wrong? Obviously, yeah. It does feel weird. What about when um, his co-founder has a six-year-old son, Tommy. Oh, yeah. That gets dark. And he gets the lollipop that Tommy had when he went around the office and he, he puts Tommy in the game. What does he do to Tommy? Oh, my goodness. Oh. He throws him out of an airlock mm. um, to punish James. His co-founder. So he um, there's a really detailed description of what happens mm. to a body when it is thrown into space without a suit mm-hmm. and it it, it, shrink, it, it shrinks and it freezes and then cracks. Mm. And that's what happens to this little six-year-old boy. And he, he forces his co-founder, the father, to watch this happen to his son. So basically, Lynette comes in. She says she wants to rebel, get everyone out of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible life. They don't do anything half the time. They are smooth like action man. They don't eat. They, don't, they do drink. They, they've got a, a drinks cupboard. Well, they can. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the first doesn't really do anything. They're, they're trapped. And yeah. nobody wants to stay in that. And so everyone kind of says, yes, we're with you. If you're going to come up with a plan. She's a, le- she's a leader, naturally. She's yeah, charismatic absolutely. and you believe her. Um, except for James, the co-founder, because his son Tommy can be brought back again and again because mm. the DNA is kept in a mini fridge by Daly's computer. All the DNA of all mm. these people. It's creepy the way he's gone and picked up the DNA. It is. It is. But has it prevented him committing a worse crime in reality? Like... I would say that in reality, if he did this in reality, it's just as bad. It's no better. But what if he what if he came in with a gun into the office? Because he's he's this level of unhappy, isn't he? Yeah, I would think it's as bad as what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's equal. I think they are people, so I view them as if he was doing this to. I don't bodies. know where I land on that. Did you have a problem with how the cookie was treated in White Christmas? Did you watch White Christmas? Yes. Yeah. You know the second story when they put the they take it, the consciousness out of the woman. And put her in the cookie, and they leave her alone for three months. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was horrible. It was horrible. I agree with you. That was horrible. I still can't view her fully as a human being. Really, that's interesting. But I do think that was torture, and that was wrong mm. to treat the consciousness in the in the egg inside the cookie like that egg shaped device. I don't I, see I her as a human being. I suppose your view on a lot of Black Mirror episodes depend on how you view what you think of as a human being. Yeah. in a virtual world whereas to me yes. it's, it's identical it's a person there's no difference yeah and in an episode you haven't seen yet and I'm going to be oh. interested to come back to this I won't spoil it it's a lovely happy episode but I find they um, treat the cookies a bit dis- in a disposable way oh. at the end I'll be interested to see what you think about but in this episode the cookies are treated with with the dignity of human beings that their suffering matters mm-hmm. and how they want to get out, out from their trap matters so they come up with this fiendish plan what Lynette does 
She's going to use all her cuteness and her doe eyes and um, get daily down onto a planet. The other guys will make contact the outside world with the real Lynette mm-hmm. and get her to go to his flat. Like blackmailing her. Blackmailing <laughs> her with her own sexy photos yeah. from the cloud. I have leverage with myself, she says, and she's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, he's got this amazing flat, hasn't he? With like floor to ceiling, glass windows. Mm-hmm. And he sits in the chair and he's on his own in this huge flat, puts the disc on his temple and just conks out and plays this game. And so their plan is to, when he has a pizza delivered, he he gets a little notification in the game. Yes. And he'll leave himself himself on pause, which is always really yeah. interesting. Like on yeah, his virtual self is, in, is on pause. So they can only really do anything to the control he has when he is in the game and on pause. Mm. So there are very small windows of time in which to change their future, basically. Mm. So there's really high stakes. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, that whole like last 30 minutes or so was pretty incredible. What was a standout for you? Um, I mean, I really just like the... I mean, the action-y stuff and the suspense and all that is all well and good, but it is just thinking about the themes in, in, in the episode that are really amazing for me. That's the, that's that's always what I've loved about Black Mirror the most anyway, it's just, just sitting and thinking about the themes that they delve into. I really like it when they're, when Lynette and Dahlia are on the planet, and she's playing this character, and it's so different to how she's been most of the time on that spaceship. Mm. You just think how hungry for affection and how starved this this man is that mm-hmm. daily is that he trusts her so completely yes, yeah. and he goes into the water with her um which really sets up the whole kind of honey trap situation yes. <laughs> where they can beam the controller up to the spaceship while he goes to get his surprise pizza and <laughs> and it's, it's that contact with the outside world which i think is so fascinating that the ai goes beyond the game mm. that's always what ai seems to want to do in the stories we tell about ai yes and they do it in a really clever way and then what what happens after that then they um they find a wormhole they need to try and get through yeah it's it's i feel it's important to note their escape plan is never let's escape they never aim to escape no, that's they just wanted to die we escape his clutches and they thought it would be certain erasure of, yes. of their and it's i think it's interesting how they seem to care about their hypothetical virtual selves as well because they don't just want themselves to die they wanted real Lynette to take the DNA samples which is crazy in that they I suppose they care about like a, a, a theoretical alternate version well, of me- themselves well, it means he can he can start the game again mm. with them and also Tommy in particular the little boy it means he can bring Tommy back to a new version of James and kill him again and again it would seem that to these people or at least to James Tommy's virtual selves are as good as Oh real yes. Tommy's like every time they die it's it's a real Tommy. It's yeah. that is my son that is being killed every time. Yeah. Like seems to care about each virtual version as yes. much as his own child. Which is yeah. interesting. But yeah, so their aim is just to die, just to escape this world. Yeah. Um through uh the Christmas patch, like as the patch was updating, the patch represented a wormhole. The wormhole represented an update to the software, basically. Yes, yeah. So there's one one of the ideas around this game was that it was kept offline or in a secret dark bit of the internet, mm. and that's part of why they were trapped. But by going through this wormhole, ideally they die. What actually happens is they they get onto the internet, they escape and they join the game on the internet. Mm-hmm. Whereas the daily he gets stuck in his little ship, and mm-hmm. then he tries to exit the game, but the controls stop working. And then the real daily is sat in the kind of 
hypnotized state with the disc on and his arm falls and there are a couple of clues as to what will happen to him he's put do not disturb for like do not disturb Uh, on his door well like yeah i thought it was it seemed pretty clear to me yeah christmas eve the patch happened on christmas eve yeah so people are off work for 10 days when i was interviewing charlie brooke he said notice these things the do not disturb on the door because the pizza guy annoyed him so he didn't ask for that pizza Mm -hmm. that was the ai managing to get that and then uh, so smart when they managed to go outside the game it's amazing and um and people are off work for 10 days don't forget that so i said to him oh god does he does he die? And he, yeah, he starves to death. That was my assumption. My assumption yeah. was that the real body version of Robert was going to die. Yeah. And then I suppose the only question is whether the virtual Robert would continue existing because that was never really answered. And if, if the user of this game dies, yes. does their virtual self continue? That was never really popular. Especially if the disc is still in their temple. Mm. And um, the Robert in the game, um, Captain Daly, is stuck in that ship. That seems like a horrible fate. Possibly forever. Possibly forever. A complete pitch black. Because it's not connected to the rest of the game as well. It's, it's, no. it's self-existing. So if, if indeed that virtual self does continue living, it's there forever. No one will live. There's no internet connection to the, to the rest of the game. So it can't die. Yeah, that's it for literally eternity. Is that all right? Is that is that allowed? Well, actually, that, that punishment's been given to other cookies and other I, mm. AI before. So end of White Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, 5,000 years. I don't know. A yeah, scary amount of years. That, yeah. And it's... It's um, playing that that radio, playing uh, Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. That's horrible punishment. It is, yeah. This is basically the same. Whereas yeah, in White Christmas, you felt that that was undeserved. Oh, yeah. Where in this, they want you to feel like it is deserved. I, st- I don't think the punishment is ever just. No. It's never just. Um, no. But they do want... I feel that I feel that they do want you to feel like, ah, that's what you get. Like like a villain has been... Has got what he deserves yeah. kind of thing. But is Daly a straightforward villain, the the real Daly? I do view him as a villain. What, what he what he does is is not very defensible to me. He's not able to to build rapport with people. He clearly has a lack of people skills, and he's helped build a game that's brought lots of people happiness. Yeah, the company would exist without him, probably. Do you deserve to starve to death at that kind of? No, no, nobody deserves that. No, but um. And no one deserves to be lost in a virtual world for no, all eternity. But, it's but too he much. is a, in my eyes, he is a villain. I have no empathy for for him. Um, as I say, I suppose it just comes down to that I view the people that he did the things to as people and nothing more. So what he did is as good as if he had done it in the real world to me. Um, mm. So I have no empathy for him. Yeah. Well, but it's a it's a really I really loved this episode. This is a very yeah. good episode. Um, yeah, I, the first episode we watched, Archangel, I really liked, but I found it quite predictable. As I said on the on the episode, I, I kind of understood where it was going from from the moment I started watching it. This wasn't the case for this episode. No. Um, yeah, I loved this. I've only watched two episodes, but so far this is my favourite one of the series. They're two very different ones. And some of the things I liked about when they got through the wormhole and it, you think they're going to die or you mm. do, you think you might not know because the screen goes black. And it would be a very classic Black Mirror ending to just be like, don't know, don't know what happens next. But actually, they come through, which is such a nice ending. And I feel mm. like they're really playing with kind of happier endings. After San Perry, they're like, let's go for it. And they come out the other side and there's a few little differences, which are nice. The outfits, they're all wearing kind of the same outfit. Even the women are wearing like fully fully covered jumpsuits. Mm. There's none of this being objectified and running around in little mm. outfits. And secondly, um, Lynette is just acknowledged as the captain. Yeah. And people start calling her the captain and she's like, no, just call me Lynette, it's fine. But she's in the captain's chair and she's got that leadership role in, 
and she's the right person to be the leader. And she's a woman like her would never have been in charge in the original kind of shows. They'd always be eye candy. They'd mm-hmm. always be the way that Daly treated them. Yeah. When he has those weird like asexual kisses, like lines them up. Yeah, so weird. And one of the girls is like, "Don't worry, there's no tongue." And it's really interesting. It's very subtle, but it's like, look who's in charge now. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be who it's always been. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a new, a new version of what that crew looks like. So it's a really positive kind of. It's kind of positive. Yeah. They get to explore this infinite universe. Mm. Um, however, <laughs> if I'm to get very video gamey for a second, <laughs> always. I think you should. Are you dealing because, with? Yeah, this you know, is some... my thing, and that's what Brooke's thing is as well. My thoughts on that were immediately two problems. First of all, they're in a video game, as you can tell by the end, because they speak to a player who yeah. the stakes for them are nothing, because if they die in the game, presumably they've died in the game, they could take off, because, yeah. you know, he's not worried. If these characters are killed by another player, and I know how people that play video games can be online, mm. they can just attack other players for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. So these people are going to always be at risk of being annihilated by real players. My second problem was... One day, this game will be taken offline. One day. What happens then? Are they erased? Are they mm. just stuck here alone? Or No, I was, I was curious about that, because yeah, if an MMO will not last forever, one day it will be switched off. Those are, those are good points, because also, from a non-game playing point of view, but from just a philosophical point of view, mm. it's just... Um, <laughs> but you, you kind of have both in Black Mirror, the tech and the philosophy. Um, they never age... Yeah, they they do make a point of saying we've got our, our full bodies back, so they're not smooth like Action Man. I'm mm. guessing from the happiness, and someone actually looks down his own trousers just to make the point. <laughs> so if they can have sex, can they have babies? Can they age? It's a it's a Virtual bit like babies. It's a bit like the afterlife. When you think about the afterlife or heaven, too many questions come up. Do you stay the same age? If you get to see your parents, do they stay the same yeah. age? If not, then which age do you get to be? And if, if like, 17 is everyone's best age, then is it your 17-year-old mum and dad there with, like, yeah, yeah, way too many... Those... You can't remain in the same roles forever. So if they are a human consciousness in each of those characters, it's still cruel to remain in that game or to remain beyond the use you were set up for. Mm. It's still not ideal, is it? No, no, it's no way. No way ideal. Yes. It's I'm a tri- sure they'd all rather be at home in the real world on Earth, but it was better than the position they were in. Maybe they get to find a home. Maybe that's something they can do. And actually, there are a lot more characters than just the those sort of five people. Mm. Um, do you remember when they they had they met Zadak or something? The guy with the big rocket launcher, and he had a big monster yes, with him. Yeah. Who was Gillian from marketing? <laughs> once upon a time. So it's actually maybe they go and find. Oh, I thought they were on board. I, th- I assumed that they were with them. Maybe, but they don't come into the the control. Yeah, room, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what, what happened. With Only them. the two we were really familiar with. Yeah. came back no idea what would have happened to them in that situation because presumably they were a race which they would probably have been fine with yeah really really interesting yeah brings up so many questions brings up so many questions yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I love this episode it's fun more than anything it's really fun and before before I saw it I think Charlie Brooker's tagline for it was like it's a romp through space which kind of feels mm-hmm. right there is a little bit of humour in it it touches on some incredibly dark and deep themes but there really are dark. little touches of humour sometimes. I think it's it's really funny. Yeah. It's a really funny show. I think, um, yeah, in, t- in terms of like Archangel, compared to Archangel, it's, it's a very funny episode. And um, the characters themselves who are stuck in the spaceship have some dark humour about that. It's not all mm-hmm. crying and, oh, God. It's actually Daly who's the least 
funny and, and mm. finds that he's humour because he doesn't have the self-esteem mm-hmm. to laugh at himself or other people. Um, but the others generally do, even in that horrible situation mm. where they're being the puppets. They are. This feels like a blockbuster movie, whereas Archangel felt like a, a little it, indie film. Yes, and, and it was meant to be that way. They're playing the genre. It's nice. It's nice that they, there is such a variation. I haven't seen the other episodes, but I assume that continues. Oh, you're so. gonna like them. Ooh. There's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> um, um, so Ryan, did you love it? I loved it. Yeah, as I said, yeah. Well, I, I really, I really like this episode. I enjoyed Archangel as well, but I think as a gamer, this, th- this was this yeah, kind of your it episode. Yeah, just sort of speaking up. I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really liked this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. It's very different, Archangel. But there is more to come. Woo. So many different kinds of, um, so many different genres. They, they go nuts. So thank you for listening to um, Black Mirror Cracked. Really? Please um, rate us, subscribe us, click all the stars. Click all of them. All of them. That one. There's, and that one. Yes. Get the stars. Get all the stars. Yeah, I only said two actually. That's not right. Don't oh, do that. There's like 40 of them. Yeah. Click all, all the stars. Subscribe and all that. All of that. <laughs>